3: Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have our usual Friday look at this week in grain markets. Both wheat and canola made significant gains in prices this week. We have an update on grain movement, which is flowing quite smoothly. Real Agriculture looks at the livestock market with Ann Wasco. There's more details on the $19 million micronutrient fertilizer project for Rosetown. The farm weather
0: is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM AgriNews news Director Jim Smalley.
3: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your farm fresh water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices were showing upward movement this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacalo says canola was up $24 a tonne for the week, while spring wheat gained $0.40 per bushel.
1: Well, Jim, starting off on the canola front, the July canola futures increased approximately $24 a tonne. And on the Minneapolis wheat front, contract has been moving quite a bit higher, up about 40 cents a bushel on the week. So when it comes to canola, there's a few things that have happened on the soy complex side of things. Traders see really strong demand from China just ahead for soybeans. And too much rain in the northern plains is reasons for the recent strength. The November soybean futures actually broke out to the upside yesterday. And it was actually a new contract high for that November there. So strength and outside market forces really plus continued strong cash basis for soybeans really keeps, I would say, a lot of the positive factors for the soy side of things. And that has really kind of helped canola Rebound a little bit from the lows here on the November contract. We did see Canola reach that 1050 support level that I've been watching in particular. Uh, And now we've seen kind of a bit of a rebound closer to that 1080 area. And on the Minneapolis wheat front, again, a lot of news has been happening here this week. The Minneapolis wheat did manage to close a little bit higher here as traders are nervous with the late plantings, especially with a record slow planting space in North Dakota. There are some ideas that there will be some increased flow of wheat from Ukraine, which did help pressure the market lower earlier on in the week. Um, In addition, better moisture for the central and southern plains has kept sellers active. However, there was an announcement that the corridors for international shipping from seven Ukrainian ports have been opened for more humanitarian reasons however just yesterday president putin of russia indicated he is only willing to do that if some of the sanctions on his country are lifted so again one news story one day and another news story the next day is definitely kind of affecting the wheat volatility here
3: what's the outlook for next week and beyond
1: Well, for the wheat front here, it seems that from a technical side, we could be turning a corner higher here. Today is a a pretty strong day from a technical standpoint, so we could be pointing a little bit up, again, if maybe some of the weather does stay kind of fairly supportive for wheat. On canola, I've still been mentioning to clients around this $1,100 a ton area is uh, an important area to maybe start looking to be hedging using options, not having any of that production risk. I've been hearing from clients, you know, right from Manitoba to Alberta, all different types of of seeding conditions. And I think this year more than ever, not having that production risk with with the grain contracts is going to be important.
3: Adam Piccolo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial.
0: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
3: This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch Eavestroughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroughs.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasbourg. CN and CP Rail supplied a combined 99% of hopper car ordered in Grain Week 41, an increase from last week's 92%, reflecting improved performance from both CN and CP, although more notably CN. Milt Poirier is with QGI Consulting and monitors the railway's grain movement performance on behalf of the Egg Transport Coalition, a consortium of grain companies and producer organizations.
4: Well, after... uh 40 weeks of uh, inconsistent performance for the most part. Week 41 actually brought us the best overall performance of the current grain year. When you look at the performance of the two railways combined, which was 99%. Even going all the way back to the beginning of the grain year in August and September, which is when we normally see, uh, you know, the best performance, quote unquote, this exceeded that. Which, so it was, as you say, uh, Quite a milestone for the current grain year. And, and as you'd expect, because, you know, 99%, when you look at the two railways together, individually, they were both very good. CN, 98%, matched their best performance of the year. Uh, they've now hit 98% twice this year in week 41. And interestingly enough, prior to that was week 38. CP was perfect which they've been nearly perfect now for seven straight weeks. They've been above 90% for the last seven weeks. And the last six weeks, they've been 98% or better in each of those weeks. So pretty outstanding. Takes us back to the early part of the grain year when when they were consistently really good week in and week out, pretty much August straight through October. Of course, prior to the fate that all all shippers suffered in November, when the washouts uh, started the run of bad service. And one other milestone, I guess, is the fact that uh, for the first time this year, we've had a week where both CN and CP came out of that week with zero outstanding orders. That's the first time in 41 weeks that that has happened. And just to add to the color, it uh, doesn't matter what corridor you look at. Whether it's Vancouver, Prince Rupert, Thunder Bay, they were all good, as, as you would expect with top-line performance that high. So, yeah, good week, the best week. Poilier
3: outlines railway performance for all three prairie provinces.
4: Pretty much uh, consistent with the overall system performance. You know, the worst performance we saw at a provincial level this week was CN in Alberta, where, as we've talked about before, they've had their struggles this year. But uh, in week 41, 97% on-time order fulfillment. And that was the worst uh, performance that we saw in any of the provinces by either railway uh, this week. So pretty good.
3: Milt Poirier is with QGI Consulting and monitors the railway's grain movement performance on behalf of the Ag Transport Coalition. His comments come from the Grain by Train podcast, produced by Pulse Canada, a member of the Ag Transport Coalition.
0: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your
5: realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of realag radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Let's talk about what's happened in the cattle and beef markets. We're talking to Ann Wasco, the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Okay, let's talk about prices. <coughs> And, uh, you know, this is a, uh, well, there's some conditions that are trying times for the the ranching side of the industry. But before we get to some of that, let's talk about the price situation that we're seeing right now since we talked to you last two weeks ago.
6: Okay, well, just this week in the U.S., well, both in the U.S. and Western Canada, we're going to see fed cattle prices lower than last week. So in the south, um, 136 to 138, Texas, uh, one to two lower than last week. In the north, 137 to 141, that's a couple bucks lower as well, and drafts kind of that 223 to 224. Now, of course, the U.S. is heading into a long weekend, the Memorial Day weekend, so kind of feels like a sluggish kind of trade. We did see the choice cutout gain just over two bucks to 264 last night. Um, And the other piece uh, is that choice select spread. Almost out to twenty dollars now, so that is that's a seasonal move, so that's not shocking, but it's a reminder to us that as we get closer to June and there's less choice grade in the in the in the mix in the slaughter mix because of the calf heads, that this is you know that's that demand signal for choice versus select. You know the cutout has struggled. We talked about that two weeks ago. It has improved a wee bit here, but you know still domestic demand has been shaky for spring. For what we were expecting, and we we still see uh, export beef export challenges, uh, especially for the U.S. into China, um, with lots of you know still the COVID shutdowns and restrictions going on there. So, it's it's been a you know a disappointing May from a from a demand uh, and and cattle perspective. In and just to finish up on the prices, Sean, I'll just finish up quickly. In Alberta, two eighty-eight to two ninety delivered. So
5: that's two to four lower than last week. Sort of. There you go. Sort of sets the stage for, like, some. Uh, is it is it concern over the rest of the year? From like, we, you know, we we earlier this week on Real Life Radio, we, we had Neil Townsend from uh, FarmLink Marketing Solutions and Grain Fox. We were talking about uh, the the overall economic situation a little bit. There's you know people talking about. I've mentioned the word stagflation on the show this week. Uh, of course, we've talked about inflation, rising food costs. There's some, I guess, murky waters in front of beef demand here. If you if you look at the rest of the 2022 calendar year,
6: yeah, well, and even if you look at live cattle futures, even rounding out into the live cattle contracts into 2023, they've certainly lost big ground over the last two months, and I think the worries around demand um, are are driving a lot of that. We we did see us last week had a cattle on feed report for for May one. Uh, it was up 2%. That's a record large on feed supply. So we can't kid ourselves. This isn't a surprise in terms of the big numbers we still have on feed. We know or pretty sure that this market is going to still trend, fed cattle market in the U.S. is still going to trend lower into the summer as it typically does. And, and that supply picture would you know, confirm or, or verify that thought basis. But as we go further on into later into 22 and 23, um, the supply piece gets more friendly, but now the concern is starting to be around that demand piece as you've, as you've kind of outlined.
5: Yeah. And you mentioned uh, Memorial day weekend, uh, coming up. We just had the Canadian long weekend. We're sort of, I don't know if we call it peak barbecue season, but these are moments in the calendar where we really sort of identify as, okay, now we're into the barbecue time of the year.
6: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, this one now, ours last weekend, and of course, Father's Day is kind of the last of the big three, if you will. And then you get more into those dog days of summer where it gets, um, you know, hot and folks are looking for, you know, the, the hamburger hot dog kind of flip versus uh, versus uh, the top end cuts.
5: Now, so, yeah, those are things we'll be watching as well. Yeah, yeah now one positive thing, though, basis has improved.
6: Yeah. We better throw something good in. And, um, certainly last week we saw in Alberta, the uh, spot basis about $8, um, 850 under, um, the U S that I know that doesn't sound like a great number, but that's the strongest basis we've seen so far this year. Do you remember Sean, this time last year, what we were talking about in terms of basis, the numbers,
5: it was plus a little,
6: 18, plus yeah. yeah, plus 18, plus 19. So, a huge swing from where we were this time last year. And even on feeder cattle basis, we've seen it um, increase to two and a half under last week, and that is also the strongest feeder cattle basis we've seen this year. So
5: This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at Real Agriculture. It's your agro weather forecast on the source,
3: 620 CKRM. chance of showers this afternoon. Wind southeast 20 becoming light this afternoon. The high 23. 60% chance of showers tonight, the low 12. Saturday, partly cloudy. Wind southwest 20. The high 24 tomorrow, the low 12. Rain on Sunday with a high 17, the low 10. Monday showers, the high 14, the low 6. Tuesday, periods of rain and windy, the high 14, the low plus 5. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high 14, the low plus 4. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high 17 degrees. Normal high for this date is 21. The normal low is 6 degrees. The sun rose at 4.57 this morning. It sets at 8.55 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Broadview in the southeast at 26 degrees. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at 5 degrees. Estevan is 25, Saskatoon 22, Swift Current 16, Weyburn 21, Yorkton is 23, Regina cloudy in 23, that's 73 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east at 8. Humidity 31%, the barometer dropping 100.6. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 22. Windsor from the east, southeast at 9. Once again, Regina, Cloudy and 23. That's 73
0: Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
3: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. We have more details on the plans for a new micronutrient fertilizer production facility at Rosetown. The 50-50 joint venture between AGT Foods and Vancouver-based Lucent Biosciences will see pea, lentil, and oat hulls used to make a product called Solios. The facility will be located at the current AGT Pulse Processing Facility in Rosetown. The Federal Economic Supercluster Protein Industries Canada is also involved, along with Eberhard Ag Solutions, New Wave Research, and Intent. Michael Reed-Dyke is the CEO of Lucent Biosciences. This plant will manufacture 7000 tons of product per year, potentially impacting 1.5 million acres per
7: year across North America starting 2023.
3: Redick says initial field trials of Solios on crops such as durum peas and lentils demonstrate how the product transports zinc, manganese, and iron to plants leading to improved protein content, yields and soil health. It increases crop yields. It improves soil health. It improves the
7: nutrient density uptake in the crops and it does not tie up or leach out into the environment. But there's more, I'll give you a few numbers. Um, In our manufacturing process, we produce two to three times fewer greenhouse gases than existing fertilizer products. Our product requires 50% less water to manufacture it uses 60% less energy to manufacture. And most of all, our product is the first fertilizer on the market that actually sequesters carbon
3: in a ratio of 1 to 2. AGT and Lucent Biosciences were already partners on a pilot project for Solios. Murad al is the CEO of AGT Foods. We expect to assist producers in addressing their key
7: challenge micronutrient deficiencies in plant production, while at the same time improving their yields and reducing their carbon footprint, adding carbon back into the soil and increasing agricultural production in a measurably sustainable fashion. When combined with nitrogen fixing crops like pulses and with the amazing technologies we employ like zero and minimum tillage farm practices and reduced application of fertilizer that may follow the efficient application of micronutrient biomass,
3: One of the largest contributors to environmental impact of agriculture can be reduced in this province. Al-Khatib talks about the future potential for the new micronutrient fertilizer.
7: We believe this project will help us to develop innovative uses for our byproducts for milling to produce the solios product along with our partners benefiting the most valuable asset farmers have, their soil, and with applications into other areas like horticulture, fruits and vegetable production across this country and across the world. We see the potential for the Solios product in agri-food production regions around the globe. And
3: the new facility in Rosetown is the first step to bringing this to the prosperous farmers of West Central Saskatchewan. The production facility in Rosetown is expected to create 25 jobs and should be online next year.
0: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM.
3: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. Arcolabuildingsupplies.com Weather is about to change over the next few days. Scott Kaler is the president and chief scientist with Logics in Winnipeg. He says a weather system from the U.S. should bring heavier rain across parts of eastern Saskatchewan and Manitoba.
2: Well, areas in northern Saskatchewan, north of North Battleford and Saskatoon, are expected to see amounts probably in the 5 to 10 millimeter range on Saturday, but then if you go south of there, uh, not looking like a lot, so really just maybe a couple of millimeters. The only caveat is around uh, Saskatoon and central Saskatchewan, there is a risk of thunderstorms, so those can produce locally heavy amounts, but they'll be very isolated in this, so... Uh, Very few people will benefit from those
3: rains. Taylor says eastern areas will be wet.
2: So in eastern Saskatchewan, we'll see chance for rain almost every day over the next several days. So starting Saturday, uh, areas near the Manitoba border could see 5 to 10 millimeters. Then as we move into Sunday, uh, eastern Saskatchewan, perhaps another 5 to 15 millimeters. Uh, We could see occasional thunderstorms as well Saturday, Sunday, uh, which could cause isolated higher totals. And then Monday, uh, another 5 to 10 possible in the east. So over overall for the weekend as a whole, perhaps uh, as much as an inch in, in many areas and with those thunderstorms, potential for isolated amounts even more than that.
3: Kaler has little optimism for moisture for western areas of Saskatchewan.
2: Unfortunately, not a whole lot of optimism as we look at the more western parts of Saskatchewan and Alberta. Uh, if we look at the long range, there's really no... Um, certainty around any heavy rain producers for that region. So wish I had better news to share, but right now there's, there's not much that I'm seeing.
3: Kayler says summer weather,
2: though, is uncertain. As we, we get into the summer, our rainfall events on the prairies are really driven heavily by thunderstorm events. Not always thunderstorms that you can hear yourself, but they may have formed somewhere else and move over you and be in decline. So the the, uh, formation and decay of thunderstorms produces a lot of rain, and thunderstorms are something that the location and intensity is virtually impossible to predict in advance. So don't be surprised if your rainfall forecasts change a lot because these storms uh, are very prevalent at this time of year and and will cause isolated totals to vary a lot from the, uh, the average forecast that you hear.
3: Kaler was asked about a possible west to east weather pattern.
2: Well, the, the longer-term forecast has been showing quite persistently what we call a trough in the western U.S., and what that does is it directs weather systems from the American Rockies, especially areas like Wyoming and Colorado, and it directs them into the eastern prairies, which is why we've seen this wet pattern in uh, eastern Saskatchewan and Manitoba for a prolonged period of time. And As I look in the long range, it does look like that pattern is going to continue, which would tend to keep... Uh, western prairies drier and unfortunately uh, for the flooded areas farther east perhaps giving them more unwelcome rain Scott Kaler is the
3: president and chief scientist with Weather Logics The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tomlin Lumber and Sass Pork working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community Grain prices were reflecting upward movement in early trading by prices for canola rose six fifty at eleven twenty one ninety two one red spring wheat went up nine thirty at five sixty forty seven The rest unchanged durham five eighty seven ninety feed barley three eighty seven fifty four flax twelve twelve seventy three lentils nine twenty two fifty oats 45153 yellow peas 61733 feed wheat 37830 at Minneapolis July spring wheat rose 24 and three quarter cents at 1317 a bushel
0: it's the livestock reports on the source 620 cKrM.
3: The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842 4574. Now, the latest quotes.
8: Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of May the 25th. A respectable run here, just a regular sale we had. 350 cows and bulls, 700 feeder cattle, a total of 1,050 going through the ring yesterday. Cows and bulls selling steady with last week. D1, D2 cows, $1. $3 to $1.10. Sales to 111, 112. D3 cows 90 to a dollar. Cows are averaging 99.50. From the Sahara Ranch of Yorkton, 1600-pound cows at 113, and from the Merkel Ranch of Ebenezer, 1600-pound cows topped out at 114.50. Good job, guys. Good bulls 121 to 131. Sales to 133, 134. Bulls are averaging 124.50. From the Sudiac Ranch of Roblin, 2200-pound bulls at 134. And from the tartan ranch of Ituna, 2,200 pound bulls topped out at 136 On to the feeder cattle, four to 500 pound steers, 242 to 252. Five to sixes, 230 to 242. Six to 700 pound steers, 217 to 232. Seven to 800 pound steers, $2 to 213. And from the bar W ranch of Bozeman, Manitoba, 800 pound black steers topped out at $2. On the heifer side, Four to five hundred pound heifers, two dollars to two ten. Five to sixes, one eighty five to two dollars. Six to, heifers, to seven hundred pound heifers, one eighty 180 to one ninety and eight to eight hundred pound heifers, one eighty to one eighty nine. And eight to nines, one seventy five to one eighty three. Here's some highlights from the Bar W Cattle Company of Bozeman, Manitoba. What a set of heifers they had! Seven hundred and ten pound black and red heifers topped out at one eighty eight fifty, and eight hundred and ten pound black and red heifers topped out at one eighty three seventy five. Good job to Crystal and your family. The oxen method is still the way to sell your cattle. Next week's sale will also be a regular sale. This Friday, May the 27th at 11 o'clock, cow-calf-pair sale, bread sale, 180 to 190 pairs listed so far. Three complete herd dispersals. This sale will be on deal mess. If you got some extra grass, this would be the sale to come to. Sale starts at 11 o'clock on Friday. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day.
3: And we have the latest hog prices... It's $235.80 per CKG.
0: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the
3: Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Next Thursday, Saskatchewan Farm Groups will will provide a hot lunch to six schools in the province. Spearheaded by Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan and Agriculture in the Classroom, the sponsored lunch and activities is designed to help students and teachers learn more about how food is produced. Schools in Prince Albert, Regina, Yorkton, Lloydminster and Saskatoon will receive a hot egg sandwich with bacon and cheese, along with a carton of milk, a granola bar and beef jerky snack. As well, each student and teacher will get a meals from the farm bag that includes snacks, activities, pencils, recipes and seeds for the garden. Farm and Food Care has also prepared a series of online lessons to help the public gain a basic understanding of some of the main sectors of agriculture in Saskatchewan. There's also an online farm trivia contest for participating schools to test their farm knowledge and win prizes for the classroom. On the markets, the TSX is up 175 points to 20,707. The Dow has gained 358 points to 32,996. Oil has risen 61 cents at 114.70 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 16 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.46 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim
0: Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620 CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.